0: Hi, this is Zach Galifianakis. You're listening to Cool Jazz Favorites. Hi, this is Zach Galifianakis. You're listening to Easy Listening Jazz Favorites. On K... Hi, this is Zach Galifianakis. You're listening to KUCI
1: Irvine 88.9. The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org.
0: KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for seeing to Our Digital Future every Friday at 4.30 p.m. here on your internet streaming live at KUCI.org. Check out our websites um, on our digital future links right now. I want to thank Countdown UCI from 4 to 4.30 p.m. with Dimitri. And uh, we have a special guest today. I want to introduce Kyle Olson, which is probably not needed needed to be introduced here in KCI because he's been here um, <laughs> almost over 10 years I'd say
1: uh, just coming up yeah I think I uh, started 2002 so coming up on 10 years
0: congratulations thank
1: you thank you
0: for your music show
1: <laughs> yeah uh, on things that are square on Thursdays at 6
0: great time slot 6pm because that's right when it's the drive time yeah drive time <laughs> and followed up by our dear friend Rita at yeah. 8 p.m.
1: It's, and then right before me is uh, Matt with uh, Planetary Radio. It's a nice little sandwich I like.
0: Yes, very cool. I used to be sandwiched right before, I mean right after Artem's show. Oh, Saturdays nice. 4 to 6 was my music show now. Mm-hmm talk for a year here on our digital future now public affairs programming we like to talk to librarians around the world discussing the digital future of our information spaces but we also like to talk about archives museums and anything film and media related and library related and that relates to you because you are let me say correctly you are the (laughs) editor-in-chief of the Mm hipsterbookclub.com and the community moderator yes that sounds like a really great double role and hipsterbookclub.com where did hipster book club start from where did it start from
1: um back in 2003 i want to say um i i've been doing like i said i've been doing a radio show here since 2002 and i was m- involved in music before that um and i could like go into record stores and I would know what was coming out and I knew what I was looking for and you know the different bands there but I realized my other passion being reading I couldn't do the same thing at bookstores if I went to a bookstore I found I was always kind of sticking to the same authors I wasn't you know I didn't know what was coming out I didn't know what was you know what was new and cool Um, and so I started a live journal community uh, that initially was supposed to be just my friends and I that was kind of like hey I read this book it was good or have you guys heard of this is it any good um and then over time it just a bunch of people that I didn't know (laughs) started joining it and uh and then it sort of evolved into an actual website where we review books and interview authors and musicians about books and all that good stuff
0: that's so neat so it's been your creation basically yeah since 2003 basically
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i have a our my co-editor in chief uh, yenny is should also be thanked cuz she does a huge amount of work she lives up in la because it's, it's an internet site you know you can kind of have yeah folks everywhere she's up in la we have reviewers in you know oregon and kentucky and new wow. york so
0: I have a hunch that a lot of those are librarians or um, in training, or
1: a lot of people in MFA programs for you know uh, writing. Um, the gal in New York has worked for publishing companies for years, so yeah, we have a lot of a lot of book related folks scattered about.
0: I was excited. I'm in a summer school class right this second called Adult Popular Literature mm-hmm. for my library, Information Science.
1: Nice. And is that like, do you have to like read the books or is it yes. more... Nice.
0: And um, I actually um, have a book talk due this July 13th where we have to pick any book we want in um, a specific genre. Like we each have to sign up for a specific genre. So I signed up for a sci-fi fantasy. Oh, nice. So, because that's where my favorite authors, is yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. And then I picked... Um, Piers Anthony book um, from the like wielding the red sword some kind of the immortalities of incarnation of immortality series
1: I used to I used (laughs) to read Like the whole Xanth, like in high school, like I read so many of those between like the ages of like 11 and 14.
0: Yeah, me too. I signed up for the newsletter and I wrote him a personal letter and he wrote back, he was like, oh, Ziba, that sounds like an exotic (laughs) name, but I don't know if you're female or male, but I will assume female."
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, when the name ends with an A, that's usually, that's usually a good female indicator, right?
0: Oh, Yeah. (laughs) So is it sort of like reading Rainbow? Like when they uh, say, don't have to take my
1: word you for don't it. The yeah, no, it's, uh, it. we, the, exactly, like, the idea was that, at least my idea, I mean, everyone kind of writes for their own thing, but, like, I really enjoy sharing things that I enjoy reading. Like, if, you know, this book has brought me happiness through reading it, I would like to then go forth and tell other people that you know, it's enjoyable and they can achieve the same thing. Same with my radio show, like here's the music I enjoy, check it out. You know, here are the books I enjoy, check them out. So, I mean, we do write bad reviews if a book is bad, but I, I, I generally, like, unless I really, really hate a book, I don't enjoy writing negative reviews as much. If it's kind of like, oh, this book wasn't very good, that review is sort of hard to write because it's like, you're sort of dispassionate about it. At least if you really hate it you kind of like you still have a passion for it you're mm-hmm. just like you guys this book is really bad and you need to so know you could, why
0: you could be the rotten tomatoes of books
1: yeah well you know that was sort of uh. the idea like we kind of uh as we we realized that there didn't seem to be um but you know there's there's tons and tons and tons of music review websites you can find all kinds of blogs um but books, I mean, there. I mean, I'm sure you know there are many like personal like book review blogs, but there's no like pitchfork for books, yeah. you know. And that was, I mean, that would not that you know that's what we are, but that was kind of the goal. It's like to be a sort of website edifice for book reviews.
0: That's awesome. I think um, hopefully the library community is going to find out about this now that we're
1: talking about it. Yeah, po- <laughs>
0: podcasting it and sharing it with the yeah. the world out there. <laughs> Do you ever you mention it on your music show?
1: Um, I have a link to it on my show's website, but every once in a while, like I'll mention it. Like um, at the end of each year, we have a, a couple of features. Um, first, we have like a uh, uh, holiday gift giving guide, um, where we have people write in, like I need to buy a book for and then they describe a person. And then we go try to find a book that was published that year oh, wow. that kind of satisfies that role. But the other feature that we do is we try to get non-authors to talk about, like, to give their best five books that they read that year. It doesn't have to be, like, a new, newly published book, but, like, we go get musicians to be like, what are the best five books you read this year? So we can kind of, you know, use their fame, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I will... uh when I when I get around that time, if I play a band that I got to talk to about that, you know, I'll usually mention it on my show. I try not to do too much self promotion yeah. there because I feel kind of guilty, but oh. uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> do
0: you ever find that some people are like, "Oh, I really haven't read any books this year." I
1: do, and it totally totally bums me out. Like um, when I get to that, you know, near the end of the year, I think I'm like, "Okay, what? Who do I want to email about?" books like you know what you know because i can just go through my list of favorite bands but it seems less timely so i try to think of like who i've been listening to a lot lately or who put out an album that year or whatever and then i email them some of them like you know i don't i don't really read yeah and like like, you kind of get disillusioned because you want reading
0: rainbow i don't know like
1: i want the bands i like to also be you know to be into the things i like which i guess is sort of juvenile but um it's you know a lot of them you know, you can tell sometimes. You're like, okay, this person's clearly a reader. Like, their music is very... Like, the the lyrics are well-written. Or, you know, you oh, can yeah. tell that they have a sort of educated writing sort of background. And That's so how that, I
0: feel about, like, Braid and Her Mercedes, which I play all the time. That's, like, yeah. the main thing I like about their music is the lyrics.
1: Like a richness. Yeah, oh, totally. Like, okay. I find that my favorite bands tend to be ones that have music that's almost like a short story in itself like tom waits is really good for that Mm -hmm. uh uh the mountain goats who i've gotten to interview for the site oh wow they uh well i got to interview him because he wrote um there's a series of books called 33 and the third where someone will write about a famous album and usually it's like the history of that album like here's how you know uh what's a good example the queen is dead you know, here's the story around that album. Uh, John Darnielle of The Mountain Goats wrote one for Black Sabbath's Master of Reality, and he discussed he wrote it as like a piece of fiction where it was this kid in like a, a mental institution, <laughs> um, you know, discussing this album that he liked a lot. So I don't know, it was fun. So I got to interview him about that. But yeah, when a band like writes songs that are really sort of like well short stories, I don't know. I feel like I like stories told in music.
0: Oh, yeah, they should maybe yeah, become authors more for that. Yeah,
1: no, it's like we just, uh, we did a feature recently where it was kind of like people we want to be, like uh, actors and musicians that we are have been authors recently and then ones that we would like to see write books, you know? Like, it's like, well, you know, you you're, you seem educated or you, uh, you tell good stories through your music or whatever. Um, it'd be cool if you wrote a book. I would enjoy <laughs> that. I would buy that book.
0: You're you're basically an author on the internet, but have you thought about publishing? Um, or have
1: you? uh I yeah, no. I mean, I've written a lot of reviews for different stuff. I wrote stuff for the OC uh excuse me, The OC Register for a while. Um, like movie reviews. I find like I've never written stuff on my own. It's always been like critiques of other people's oh, yeah. food or music or whatever. Um, I've had ideas to write like screenplays or books but i just i don't know i just i, I feel like i'm so hesitant because i don't know how it's done i don't know it seems like everyone else that writes for the the book club website um they've all gone through like mfa programs and they oh, wow. know plot structure and i'm just like this guy who happens to like books a lot <laughs>
0: oh yeah have you ever heard, um been to literary orange the thing no where's that they just like once a year they put it on here I think I just went once but mm-hmm. they had their main speaker on campus yeah the main speaker was Dean Kuntz oh nice oh and
1: you know what? I think I, I saw that I think uh, was it through the bookstore
0: it's through the Li- Orange County Public Library oh, okay. system and then UCI Library helps nice. and then it was hosted at the student center at UCI Library and that's the only time I went because I volunteered to check it out oh, and very cool. I got to go to all the talks and it's authors talking about how they got started and how they got to where they are oh, very cool. and all of them did go through MFA and you get to hear their story oh and yeah like mothers and some more librarians. It's just like all these published authors talking about the different genres and it's very inspiring and motivating. And I was like, that's something you could go to and just be like, hey, I'm going to start writing now. Yeah,
1: no, it's like, it's, and I don't know. I I mean, I think that's my personality is to be nervous about doing stuff because it's, I think in all aspects of creation, be it like music or art or whatever, like you just have to go do it. Like, I mean, the music I listen to so much of it is made by, you know, quote unquote, amateurs you know and mm-hmm. it's like you know i'm I'm still listening to it like it's you know there's a market for it like in art you know i'm going to i went to an art show last friday i'm going to an art show tonight where it's like these people aren't like big name pros it's just like this is the thing that they're doing it's still enjoyable like i feel like maybe though like i don't know with authors with books mm-hmm. it seems like so much of it is through like major publishing houses i mean clearly there are hundreds and hundreds of independent publishing houses but it still feels like if someone puts out a book like if i were just write a book and release it in the same way that you know i could make an album and release it on the internet i don't know i feel like the music would have a a better chance of succeeding than my book would i don't know it feels like you need to have be more part part of the system i feel maybe people don't really pay as much attention to self-published stuff
0: i can see that yeah what was your um, degree
1: in? Actually, I majored in psychology, which uh, no one ever guesses. They oh. always think that I majored in English because of the website or, you know, because I'm, you know, constantly with book.
0: Well, that kind of works for being a critic of everything. Yeah, I can like, analyze it. Yeah. <laughs> the kind of like, yeah.
1: No, it's, you know, I, I mean, it's, it was something definitely I I mean, even that, like, it is... It steered me towards a certain type of book like right now i'm reading um a book from several a couple of years ago called uh we need to talk about kevin um which in is about uh it's a series of letters that a wife has written to her ex-husband about their son who oh. has committed uh, a columbine like oh wow crime mm-hmm. and so like i don't know I, I i tend to be drawn to like stories with some sort of psychological component where it's like a true crime element I guess oh yeah but you know I don't know it feels uh, so
0: nonfiction. I
1: mean no, no this, this one's a, it is fiction okay. it is fiction I think they're making it into a movie oh um, yeah fairly soon but, do you do
0: a lot of that um, read a book and then watch the movie I
1: really yeah if if, uh, if a movie is coming out and I haven't read the book but I have been meaning to like I'll usually jump on that like um, what was the one I did recently oh uh, when never let me go Uh, came out last year two years ago i was like okay it's been sitting on my to read shelf i need to i need to get on that before i see the movie just you know i don't know i like to have the source material before just to see how faithful the adaptation is. oh yeah
0: i think the best thing the best surprise is when you're reading a book and then you're almost finished and then someone's like oh by the way they're gonna make a movie of this yeah
1: oh yeah no absolutely years
0: later i was like what really i can't wait
1: or it's like even better like yeah when you when you've read a book and then later on, you find out that they're going to... Re- you're like, oh, sweet. I really like that book. Like, I'm really... I don't know, because it seems interesting to see how they adapt it. Yeah. Versus, like, if you see the movie and then read the book, it almost spoils it. It's like, well, I know everything that's going to happen. Yeah. And you almost, like... I don't know. It seems to... Like, when you see the movie afterwards... You get to see, like, how they adapted it, mm-hmm. which, even though you know the plot, yeah, you get to sort of, like, well, how are they going to handle, or what are they going to do with this, or, I don't know. It seems more yeah. rich that way. The other way around, it seems like they've they've just kind of ruined it.
0: And then, <laughs> yeah, and in general, you would think, oh, well, books are always better, movies are always better, but I think it's always different depending on the... It
1: depends. I mean, there are there are definitely books, or excuse me, movies that I think are better than the books. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like they're, you know, sort of the exception that proves the rule, but, like... Silence of the Lambs the movie I think is better yeah. than Silence of the Lambs the book. Like uh, Clockwork Orange the movie is better than the book. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the book's not very good. I enjoy mm-hmm. it very much, but like I don't know. I feel like in the right hands, yeah, uh, a, a movie adaptation can be even better.
0: I know one I didn't like was uh, Catch Me If You Can.
1: Oh, uh, see, I, I saw the movie, which I thought was fun, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't read the book, so I can't. I can't judge the adaptation because
0: that's the one where i was reading it and then towards the end oh you found someone out one was like hey that's gonna be a movie like years down the line i was like really and then i was waiting waiting and then i was like oh no
1: that book is written though it's like it's just non-fiction it's like the it's guy's real. autobiography yeah so yeah when you i mean then you can't really when they just adapted that one it's like well here's the story as opposed to here's the guy telling the story it's true but it's you know it's fun either way
0: <laughs> yeah
1: what was the last one yeah, what else have I read this show oh, Twilight. yeah <laughs> you know I never I've never read the Twilight books a lot of uh most of our our writers are women mm-hmm. um on the site. I think it's just like me and like two other dudes No. and then like a bunch of ladies, yeah, um and a lot of the gals like they really had this like Twilight you know they're like this guilty pleasure kind of thing, yeah, but then I remember when the last Twilight book came out, we reviewed it and like. The review is really scathing because even though like they liked the other ones, I guess the last one's really poor. Oh. But um, when the movies came out, like I'm like, all right, I understand this is like you know a million bajillion dollar selling book, and this movie's gonna be huge and everything. But like, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this movie. To see what's going on because it was on like Showtime or whatever, uh-huh. and so I started watching it and I was like, "No, I don't enjoy this at all." <laughs> like, I, I mean, I guess I didn't, I didn't expect to enjoy it. It just seemed like, like especially bad. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like, yeah. like, wow, I this is, I don't like, I don't know. Everything the the vampire dude said sounded like a horrible, <laughs> stalking thing to say. Like, it seemed like really unsettling. Like, if I said that, I would get like a restraining order put <laughs> on me. This in this movie, it's like romantic. I yeah. guess I don't know. Whatever.
0: <laughs> That's cool. And I wanna remind our listeners that you can check out hipsterbookclub.com. dot com. That's H I P S T E R B O O K C L U B dot And then there's all the reviews, Hipster Book Club. And then I see you're on Twitter as well.
1: Yeah, we have a we have a Twitter. We have you can you can fan us on Facebook. Um, what else we got? <laughs> we have that live journal community. Oh, that, still, huh? Uh, yeah, it's it. It has kind of uh, uh, dried up as as live journal sort of. Yeah, gets fewer and fewer posts, I guess. But it's still there.
0: That's it's interesting um, how you know it's all on the internet, and you can see since two thousand three, probably the change in um, websites. Did you ever mm-hmm. have a MySpace, or is that before? Uh, 2000? We
1: did have a MySpace actually. Wow. Yeah, we had a MySpace, but that yeah, that, I don't think we've even. It's probably still there. I don't. Oh wow! <laughs> but we definitely haven't signed into it time soon.
0: Because it's interesting now. Um, there was friends through than MySpace than Facebook, and I really hope Google Plus is next.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, my my co editor Yenny emailed me the other day. She's like, "Should we like start something on Google Plus?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't even understand this yet. <sighs> I don't know. I'm I'm hesitant to start anything on. Go- I mean, it's very possible. I hear like a lot of good things, but it seems like uh. Uh, to me, it's kind of like, do I really want to check another website every day? Yeah, like,
0: that's why you got to give up one. I
1: know, we'll see. We'll see, like, we'll see how it, it goes. I, t- I tend personally to be uh, someone that adopts things kind of late. Like, I didn't oh, okay. I didn't get on Facebook. I mean, I got on Facebook after, well, when did I get on it? 2000, a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, oh, I guess. Okay. Which, you know, isn't crazy, but... You know, it's, I still don't have a Twitter account. We have one for the website. I don't have a personal. Oh yeah, one.
0: do you do the main- maintenance for the Twitter?
1: Uh, Yeni does the Twitter, um, but we also have it. So uh, the Facebook, which I largely handle, updates to the Twitter as well. So oh, cool. you know, it gets that one gets all of it. But um, I don't know. I mean, Google Plus will probably. I'm sure it'll succeed. It seems like a lot of people are really into it. We'll see. I'll, I'll get on If it seems like it's not going away, then I'll, I'll join.
0: <laughs> well, this is uh, Our Digital Future promoting the digital future. So digitally <laughs> in the future, I promote Google+. Plus. I don't know. <laughs>
1: the lit- literal digital future.
0: <laughs> and um, hipsterbookclub.com as well as you have your radio show Thursdays mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. on this very same station, KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Yep. That's Things That Are Square, which I remember started out with you and yeah, Sierra. Yeah, me and Sierra,
1: who I was supposed to see tonight, but she flaked, so, oh, so it goes. But I, I was thinking about it on the way over, about like starting the site and how I think that if I had to do it all over again, I might change the name.
0: Oh, yeah, because that <laughs> word, just, what do you think exactly. about that? Well,
1: I mean, like I said, it started in 2003, oh, like yeah. sort of before that, that was really as before. much of a thing, mm-hmm. you know, but... Then I thought that, that was kind of funny that we were kind of joking on hipsters before joking on hipsters was cool, which in itself is sort of a hipster it's thing so true. to think. But it was just like I don't know. The idea was that when I started it and it was just me and my friends, it seemed like a funny thing to call like a bunch of nerds talking about books on the internet. Like yeah. it's like yeah, we're the, we're the hipsters talking about books, and I'm like, <laughs> and then it like became this huge thing, and so now it's kind of like sort of embarrassed to ask people sometimes like hey, I work for this. It's called a uh, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of times we, you know, like we just go like we call it HBC a lot.
0: Oh, good. Okay. Just
1: you know I to like kind that of better. to to yeah to abbreviate it. But I don't know what I'd call it if I called it, if I was like if I had to rename it. I'm not sure what I would call it. I'm not good at naming things.
0: Oh no. Yeah, I think of the Portlandia show when I p- read your name for some reason. Like there <laughs> one episode with like the hipster bike. Have you, bike at the have coffee you read shop. this?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> have you read this? Have you read this? But. <laughs> It's fun yeah you know, it's 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 a good time, like a lot of times it just seems like it's a lot of work because you know we don't we don't make much, if any money, and now we're like making even less because Amazon pulled their uh their associates program in California due to some kind of tax issue, and Amazon associates is kind of where we got a good chunk of our p o box money and hosting money and stuff like that, but I don't know, hopefully they'll. They'll resolve that, or we can get people to start buying stuff through the uh, the pals link and things like that we have on the site.
0: Well, I love I love your um, literacy, positiveness, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, the word. And
1: it's you know we it, it's it would be great like whenever a uh, a couple years in a row there's a uh, a charity called Child's Play um, that the guys at Penny Arcade, the internet comic, started. Um, the idea being that, uh, video gamers get kind of a bad rap as being, you know, like, video games inspire violence kind of thing, and they wanted to, like, start a charity that, like, is literally donating to, like, sick children, you know, like, the ultimate and sort of donating stuff, and, uh, but I find, like, a couple years we've, we've promoted that on the site, and, like, people go and, like, buy books on there for kids at chalk hospitals and stuff, so... Oh, nice. It's like, it's fun to, you know, help somebody and then also like give a kid a book.
0: Definitely. That's the lesson for today. Give a kid a book. Yeah.
1: No, because, you know, it's proven like if the more books in your home growing up, like the better you tend to do in life.
0: Dr. Seuss. Yeah. And while well, we're almost at five now, so. Are that, we uh, really? Rapid, I know it goes so by super that fast. By You're by like, so fast. I don't know if we're have enough to
1: say. I was I had, like, oh, I had,
0: we'll have plenty. I thought it was
1: like, like. 440 right now don't believe me oh wow (laughs)
0: so (laughs) fun on the airs chatted it up so (laughs) listen to um our digital future next friday at 4:30. we'll have another great guest so thank you kyle thank you again kyle olson here hipster book club hbc
1: yeah (laughs) hipsterbookclub.com the hbc you can go read interviews by you know a lot of cool authors and musicians and See book reviews of of new new favorites, old classics. Check it out. Thank
0: (laughs) you. Thanks for being our guest. My pleasure. Have a good day.
1: Thanks. You too.
0: Okay. Stay tuned for the OC Show.